there, I'm Renee, a former shopping addict turned minimalist mindset guru. In three years, I went from totally broke and burnt out to debt-free minimalist. Learning to simplify every area of my life, both inside and out, saved my marriage, gave me the time back to live my life how I wanted to, and allowed me to love myself like never before. Looking back, the only thing I wish I had had was a friend to share the journey with me. That is my hope for the Unstuffed Podcast. This is a place where you can shake off the need to people please and show up as your authentic self, even if you're still wearing yesterday's sweatpants. Think of this as a standing coffee date with an old friend whose only job is to hear you out, hype you up, remind you that you are already enough and doesn't mind if your house is a mess. Let's keep this simple. Life is complicated enough. Welcome to the Unstuffed Podcast. If you had two different people standing in front of you, they would both have different ideas of what it would mean for you to show up perfectly for them. Someone thinks you're too fat. Someone thinks you're too thin. Someone thinks you're absolutely perfect and you don't have to live up to any of these things because none of them is correct. The only thing that needs to be true about who you are is who you think you are and how you want to be and show up for your life. End of discussion. Hey there, it's me, Renee. Welcome back to the Unstuffed Podcast. Today, I want to talk to you a little bit about something I like to call the circles of give a shit. I'm going to talk to you about what I mean by this and how implementing these in your life can be so helpful. So have you ever seen the movie Meet the Parents? If you have, you have probably heard of The circle of trust. It's what Robert De Niro talks about throughout the whole movie. Basically, his immediate family is is his inner circle of trust. Um, And he super doesn't want to let his daughter's fiance, Ben Stiller, into the circle, right? Uh, Well, I was reminded of the circle of trust when I was reading our June book club, Present Over Perfect. Uh, The link for that is in the show notes if you want to join the book club. But in the book, the author Shauna Nyquist talks about having um, like a three circle system. I literally just read the book and I totally can't remember exactly what she calls it or the concept of it kind of thing. Um, I do remember the concept of it. I don't remember what she called it, Uh, but she's got this three tiered circle. So in the smallest, most inner circle kind of looks like a target, you know, the smallest, most inner circle is her husband and kids. The next biggest circle might be like her extended family, her close friends. And after that is like work colleagues, acquaintances, things like that. Um, so I love that she gives a sort of visual to this. Like she literally draws it out. Um, and I think it can make it so much less complicated by versus just saying like, set your priorities straight. So she created this inner circle, obviously, for people, kind of like Robert De Niro did. And this is a method that I've been trying to apply to my life without being quite as organized, like having a diagram. Um, But this is something I 100% believe that you need to do to create for yourself. But here's the catch. I have decided we need four circles to help us maximize this life. And I don't want to call it the circle of trust because it's not just the people we trust. Um, it's the circle of give a shits. Like, what am I going to give a shit about? <laughs> right. Um, it's like, 
And this can be so helpful in so many areas of our life, but I felt like there were four main areas that applying this um, idea to could be so beneficial. So I'm going to walk you through all four of your circle of give a shits. Um, and you can grab the free printout that I made in the show notes if you prefer the visual aid. Um, so the first circle is people I value. And I love the idea of still doing like that three tiered system. We're going to start with people that I value circle, which is basically what I just explained that Shauna did and kind of like Robert De Niro, but take the time to really think about who you value most in your life, whose opinion matters the most to you. Who do you give a shit about, right? Who are the top priority people? Who do you want to put your energy toward creating healthy relationships with? Take some time to reflect on that. And you probably don't even need that much time. You probably know. And then add people to your give a shit circle in order of importance. The most important people being in the innermost, smallest circle. Maybe we should also clarify why the most important people get the smallest circle. The reason is not because they're the least important, right? Just because that's the small circle doesn't mean that they don't get to take up as much space. You know, the reason more so is that you have a limited amount of energy and you want to be able to focus all of the first rounds of energy on these people. You need to narrow stuff down. Just like I stress the importance of living with less when it comes to clutter, we as humans need to understand that we also have energy reserves too. If we have 20 people in our inner circle, we are not going to be able to equally disperse our energy amongst them and show up for all those people in the best way possible. Chunk it down. Get specific. Even if you have a wide range of friends and you want to cram them all in, I would encourage you to get honest with yourself and ask. Who is the one friend or who are the two friends that you trust with your heart the most? Who are the ones who are enhancing your life back as much as you are giving to them? It's okay. Uh, you know, nobody has to see your circle of give a shits. <laughs> I'm not going to tell, but it's awesome for you, for your brain to have a mental idea of just how much it's actually capable of carrying and knowing who it's going to specifically focus on. So the next circle of give a shits is how I spend my time. So next up, you know, keep your important people in mind for this because I want you to create a circle of give a shits for how you spend your time. Now, I know we're a little late in the game here, but maybe we should abbreviate this <laughs> to be more like C-O-G-S. So from here forth, we are calling our circle of give a shits COGS. COGS. That makes sense, right? I used to volunteer all of the time on literally the only day that I had free out of the week. The only day that Tom had off of work, I would volunteer because I felt guilty if I didn't. But then I needed to remember my COGS. My family matters to me more than anything. My relationship with my husband is the foundation that my family is built on, yet I was taking care of other people because I, I really wanted to do good things with my life. You know, it wasn't coming from a bad place. So even though it came from a noble place of wanting to give back, I was basically giving my last ounce of energy at the end of a long week, at the end of long days, to people that I didn't even know. That's why it's important to create a COGS for how you spend your time. 
based on your most important people list, how is it that you want to spend your time? Traveling with your family, truly listening to your kids, that is something I have had to work on specifically. I know that life can get so busy and I found myself being pulled by emails or writing or trying to, you know, learn how to do, teach the kids something in school when I was doing homeschooling. And one of them would be talking to me and I'd just be kind of doing the, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. And now, bless my kids, they talk a freaking lot, you guys. They talk a lot and they want me to hear them all the time. And I did two things. Number one, when I recognized myself doing this, I would stop doing whatever stupid thing I had been focusing on and I would turn to my child and I would intentionally listen to them. And number two, wait for it, when I was not capable of that, because sometimes the thing that I was doing really needed to get done, I would say, I love you so much. I cannot hear you right now. <laughs> My brain is too busy. I need to finish this. And then I'm definitely going to come back and hear what you have to say, that kind of thing. Um, you know, but thinking about those people and how you really want to be spending your time with them, if that means family dinners, if it means really listening like that, what is it? How do you want to be spending your time in this life with including with the people who are in your innermost, you know, circle. And don't forget time for yourself, BTW, right? You should definitely be the circle of the circle um, because you're the one whose energy resources everybody else around you is counting on. How do you want to know that you have spent your life? Where do you want to spend your time? Write it in your cogs so that you have that visual image that will help you be a little bit more intentional the next time you get an invitation to do something that you don't really want to do. So I want you to think for a minute about the last thing that you said yes to doing that you really didn't want to do or think about that time that you were so burnt out from saying yes to other things that you had to say no to something that actually mattered to you. I have done both of these countless amounts of times. I couldn't even think of one example, but I know there are times someone would say, we should really get together. Let's try Wednesday. And so this could be a person that I love. This could be a person that I have fun with, but maybe I know that I have my kid's birthday party coming up. Maybe I know that Christmas is around the corner and maybe I have a to-do list that feels like it's 800 miles long. And it's all for things of where I want to be showing up. Sometimes we need to really break down where it is we want to be dispersing our energy, where it is we want to be spending our time and be okay with saying no to things or people that just currently are not aligned with where we need to be showing up. And keep that in mind, that throughout the year, throughout different phases and times and stages in life, these cogs are going to look different. Hey there, it's me, Renee. I hate to interrupt your episode, but I just had to check in to see if you had heard about the Unstuffed Inner Circle yet. This is my monthly membership group where I get to connect with you guys on a personal level. Come hang out for a monthly coffee date where no topic is off limits, or come join the book club where I will share with you some of the books that have transformed my life. And I've made customized study guides just for you. There are also monthly declutter challenges or you can sit in on podcast recordings before anybody else even gains access. Plus, you get access to some of my best programs totally for free. 
If you love the idea of getting a deeper dive into all things self-growth and simplicity and where you can get plugged into a like-minded community hosted by yours truly, check the show notes for more info and see if there's a group that feels right for you. Okay, now let's get back to the podcast. So the third cog that I want you to think about is what are you going to worry about? What will I worry about? Right now, if you haven't noticed, the world will happily dish up a ton of crap for us to worry about if we're not careful. Murder, abuse, theft, global warming, Johnny Depp's trial verdict, the Kardashians. If we pretend that we are capable of caring about or worrying about everything, we immediately disperse that energy yet again. And don't kid yourself. You're not capable of worrying about anything and worrying about anything will never get you anywhere. I've said it before and I'll say it again. The serenity prayer that God grant me the serenity to accept what I cannot change, courage to change the things I can and wisdom to know the difference. That can be one of the most helpful reminders that we really aren't in control of much and that no matter how much we worry about something, it isn't helping us in any way. I remember hearing this prayer when I was 16, just having lost a friend. And it was like a lightning bolt to my brain. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Courage to change the things that I can, but wisdom to know the difference. I need to know what I'm not capable of changing. And if I'm not capable of changing it, then worrying is not going to help me. Now, don't think that you can pull a loophole and think, well, my kids are in my cogs. You know, that means I get to worry about them tripping, breaking an arm, getting an F, not being killed, kissing other kids on the bus, you know, all of those things. There are so many things we could allow ourselves to worry about when it comes to our family and our kids. But like a lot of them are pretty harmless things. And don't think I don't know that you worry about those bad things happening to them either. I get it. We all have those thoughts that will sneak in from time to time, but what I would encourage you to start asking yourself is, is this thought helping me be present for the people that matter most to me in the ways that I want to be present with them? Is it helping me show up for my life or is it hindering my ability to do so? If it's holding you back, I lovingly encourage you to let it go. And I know that that takes practice and I will not pretend that it doesn't, but let me tell you, I grew up with a worrier for a mom and a worrier for a grandma. I basically grew up thinking that death was lurking around every corner until one day I realized all of the things that they worried about happening to me or all of the things that they worried about happening in general never happened. They never happened. Except maybe that one time when my mom told me to tie my shoes or I would trip and then I super duper tripped and like slid on my overall buttons down the parking garage. That did happen. Pause for laughter because I'm sure if my mom's listening, she's laughing. But for the most part, nothing else really did. So what should we worry about? Here's my two cents. Worry about only what you are currently in control of, which basically means... Worry about being fully present in each moment of your life. And worrying is not the right word. Just be present. If you're worried that you and your spouse haven't had a date in a while, this is the perfect time to get mindful about that. 
make a note to book a hotel, schedule a weekend getaway, or even ask them to sit and chat with you on the back porch tonight so you guys can figure out something or even just spend together on, time together on the back porch. That is something that's worthy of you worrying about and making time for. But also remember, nothing is worth worrying about if you aren't going to show up and do something about it, which is exactly why it's pretty damn handy to only worry about what we can control. Because if we're worrying about stuff that is out of our control, we are leaving ourselves stuck in a state of anxiety and panic that will ultimately lead nowhere, which means it's just a pointless circle. Basically, something needs to cut off the circle. And trust me when I say I know how difficult this is because I know there are people who struggle with anxiety. And the more I think back on my life, the more I realize I have struggled with a very fair amount of anxiety about so many different things. And I had to get really good at slowly implementing these kinds of mindsets, these type of cogs into my life so that I could escape from that like torturous hell that that can be. Lastly, this is your last cogs. So who do I need to be? Um, and I feel like this goes closely aligned with the worrying cogs, you know, who do you need to be? Who do you want to be in this life? Maybe you want to be smart, loving, kind. Maybe you want to be a person who speaks their mind. And this can change as you go through life right? Every time, maybe every new year, you're going to do a new COGS for who you want to be that year, how you want to show up that year, that day even. On the next circle out, maybe you want to be someone who tries new things, or maybe you want to be a leader in your company. Now, being a leader in your company isn't top priority over listening to your kids or trying new things or being a little braver, you know, but they go closely hand in hand. You do not need to be beautiful, thin, well-liked, or approved of by anyone who is on your outer cogs circle. Those types of things are on the outside that we don't give a shit, right? We can spend our entire lives trying so damn hard to be who everyone else wants us to be. And even if they are on your inner circle of people, that's too damn bad. We can love and respect others while still finding a way to take up space as our authentic selves. If your spouse wants you to be someone else, they are putting their happiness in your hands. And tough break, you're not actually capable of managing someone else's happiness. So focus on yours. Because I know we try, don't we? We try so hard to be who everybody needs us to be. And the thing is, it's impossible. You are fighting a losing battle, playing a losing game. Thank you so much for hanging out with me on the Unstuffed podcast today. And don't think that the party ends here. You can always check the show notes for the latest goodies and freebies that are always available to you. And don't forget, I love hearing from you guys. If you are enjoying the Unstuffed podcast, it would mean so much to me if you would take the time to leave a review so that I can hear from you too. Until next time, take a deep breath, let go of anything that has been slowing you down, and I will see you here next week. If you had two different people standing in front of you, they would both have different ideas of what it would mean for you to show up perfectly for them. 
Someone thinks you're too fat. Someone thinks you're too thin. Someone thinks you're absolutely perfect and you don't have to live up to any of these things because none of them is correct. The only thing that needs to be true about who you are is who you think you are and how you want to be and show up for your life. End of discussion. Take the time to think about you and who you want to be, how you want to show up. And I want you to disconnect from the opinions of other people when you make this COGS. And lastly, I want to talk to you about how to implement these throughout your entire life. All four of these COGS that we've created today. Once you've written them out, it's time to put them to action in your life. And this becomes very easy after you've created the visual aid that you can get in the show notes. Whenever you are presented with an opportunity to stray from your circles, don't. Choose to recognize when you're being pulled out, when you've spent too much time in the middle circle instead of the inner circle, and then choose to course correct. I promise you it gets easier and easier, and you get better and better at it as long as you keep going. What this does more than anything is simply give us a reminder of what we really value in this life, and it can gently nudge us to let go of the rest. Like I said, I never created these little diagrams. And you don't have to either. If you want to, by all means, go grab them. But you don't have to. What it does is help us just stop and actually ask ourselves who it is, what it is, where we want to show up to give us that reminder of what's important. Because otherwise, a lot of times we just let ourselves be pulled in whatever direction life leads And I think we all know how that ends up if we continue to let life pull us in whatever direction it wants to, rather than deciding which directions we actually want to go in.